Hey everyone, welcome to the South Ritual Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Luther, and with me is co-host, Matt Coma. Hey Matt. Hey Scott, how are you? I'm doing great. Matt's here in town in Richfield. Yeah. It's freezing outside. It's like uh Yeah. When this cold snap. I don't know if it's this cold up in Toledo. Did you get in the negatives? Yes we did. Uh schools were closed. Um then when the polar bears out. Um, at the zoo? Yeah. Well, where else <laughs> do you them? Roaming yeah. through White House. <laughs> yeah, roaming, roaming through Toledo. You know, it's how we take care of our homeless. <laughs> Is this a cardia policy? <laughs> it's it's a holdover from a previous mayoral administration. They just have not been able to get rid of that law because it's worked out so well. Well, I think everybody wins, except the homeless. <laughs> the zoo saves on feeding. The streets are clean. You know, if I was homeless, though... I wouldn't stay in the Midwest. I'd be be heading south. You'd be like in Arizona, Florida, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, I'd head down as far south as I could. I'd head over to Hawaii, where it's an even temperature. <laughs> San Diego's like that. It's yeah. like always seventy degrees. Homeless in San Diego. Oh. <laughs> well, if this podcast never works out, that's where we'll head. I know. Ooh, that was me. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Pick up your prescription at CVS. There's a plug for you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Matt, I know you're a huge bronze fan. Yes. I'm a huge bronze fan. You were not in town for the parade yesterday. 
The 0-16 parade. No. No, it was not. I was in Pittsburgh, of all places. In Greens in Greensburg? Is that where they train? Or they used to? Like, way back in the day? Way back in the day, yeah. I think you're right. They used to have their training facility out there. Or did their, whatever, summer camp? Yeah, I think the, where training they have the, yeah, the training camps. Like, we have for Baldwin Wallace. It's Baldwin Wallace? Is that where it is now? Yeah, it's in Berea. It's Berea. like by, right. by Baldwin Wallace. Right. Yeah, it used to be out that way. But yeah, that's where my mom is from. And we were back... Uh, getting together with the whole family was really nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of Steelers fans, though, so it's not uh, not great walking in there with an 0-16 record. No, I'm sure I got some grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can always point to the Indians versus the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then they got the Penguins. <laughs> they do have the Penguins, and the Penguins have been great. But we have the Cavs, so it's yeah. So it's back to the Browns. <laughs> And you know the the perfect season. Yes. Now, do you think Hugh Jackson should stay as coach? Ah, uh, that that is a tough one. I I personally think that he should because in all those the last two seasons they've, in which they've won one game, I've only seen one game where it looked like the team gave up, and for those guys to be fighting that hard for this guy that. That's got to be coaching. Now, he makes mistakes. There's no doubt about it. At least from my perspective, sitting on the couch watching the game, it looks like there's mistakes with time clocks and and play calling. If he's willing to bring on an offensive coordinator, I say keep him. Again, because those guys have been playing hard for him um, throughout an 0-16 season. But if you don't get fired for an 0-16 season, what do you get fired for? (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. It's... Part of me thinks the new GM should get to pick his coach, but he was dealt a really bad hand. But it's it's very hard to go zero and sixteen. It's I mean it's only happened once ever when the Lions did it. What back in ten or nine, two thousand ten or two thousand nine? Yeah. Well, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went zero and fourteen their inaugural right. season. Right. And the funny thing is, you know, the Browns. We're four and zero in the preseason. Yes, the Lions were four and zero in that preseason as well. Yeah. So what does that tell you? <laughs> Don't go four and zero in yeah. the preseason, or you're doomed. Throw a game. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, if he starts off like zero and six, zero and eight next year, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to make it through the season, especially if they pick a quarterback in the first with the first overall pick. I know, and I go back and forth in that. I mean, you look at this season. And how many games did Deshaun Kaiser's mistakes cost them? There's several there mm-hmm. that I can think of off the top of my head. This very last game where they were driving and he just threw that stupid pass uh, where they got intercepted in the end zone. And it always seems to be in the end zone. So you invested a full year in this guy, hoping he would get better. And I didn't see a whole lot of progress. No. I didn't see like he's getting it. But... Even if you draft a brand new guy, you're back in square one. And the Browns have so many holes on that team. I Part of me says trade the first pick with the fourth pick, get the best player available. I would say keep working on the defense and stock up with that offensive line because Joe Thomas is going to be retiring here pretty soon. Um, so get the tackle for the future. It looks like they spent a lot of money on the guards in the center, so you need a right tackle. I like the backs that they have, but is Saquon Barkley a an Ezekiel Elliott type back? 
Uh, I watched Ezekiel Elliott play in college, and you could tell he was something special. I've only seen a few games with Saquon Barkley, and he didn't have that same sort of spark that I saw mm-hmm. in Ezekiel Elliott. So you wouldn't take a quarterback? I think you have to, but... you I think you have to, or the fans yeah. are going to yeah. go nuts. I, but I would trade... I would trade and keep accumulating these picks. That's the only way the Browns are going to get better because no free agent wants to come here. Well, the only maybe way... Alex Smith with... That's, yeah, because of Dorsey from yeah. there. And I would think he he's a logical uh, pick. And then I also looked down in Cincinnati, both Dalton and McCarron, who learned in the Hugh Jackson system, mm-hmm. are free agents. Do you... And, and he had a lot of success with the, with yeah. with Dalton at least. Dalton's not been really the same since he left. Would you consider one of those guys, or you, Kirk you Cousins? Could, or Kirk Cousins? I was going to mm-hmm. say you could go with Kirk Cousins, but when you look at who they've passed on so far, they passed on Wentz. Passed on. They passed on on uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. The fans are going to force you to take a quarterback because if you don't. And let's say Darnold or Josh Rosen become the next big thing. You know, it's it's the same old Browns mm-hmm. missing out on the opportunities that they. But the flip have. side of all that is, you put Wentz on the Browns, you put Watson on the Browns. Are they still an own sixteen team? Are they still that bad? You know, I mean, Watson was putting up remarkable numbers, um, and when he left. Houston collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia, they're still moving along, but they have uh, a quality backup. Yeah, uh, who's that? Uh, he played there before. Nick Folk. Nick Folk. Yeah, I was gonna say Peterson, but he's the coach. Peter Folk. He was. He was, <laughs> he was the backup for McNabb, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> um, but yeah, so they got a quality. So he, they're still moving along. Um, but you know, Houston still survived. But are, are the Browns really that bad? That that they wouldn't. Uh, what I would do is I would say which one of these guys is absolutely the smartest guy, because knowing the Browns, he's going to have to be learning under fourteen different offensive coordinators <laughs> and offensive systems. <laughs> so who's the guy who can learn the quickest? Well, look at what Jimmy Garoppolo did in in San Francisco. Yeah, is our owner? You know, we could have made a trade for Garoppolo mm-hmm. unless Bill Check really didn't want to trade him. It seems like. To the Browns. To well to anybody. To anyone. Yeah. But if he had to trade him, he was gonna trade him to the NFC. Yeah. Because he knew there was something special about the kid. He hasn't lost a game he started since since he got there and San Francisco was what, one and one and nine when he arrived? He yeah. won, he won his last five. He didn't yeah. start the eleventh game, but then he won five in a row. Because he has that leadership quality. He's you got that somebody. it factor. Yeah. You need somebody like that who's going to lead that team. And he's very handsome. <laughs> Jimmy G. Yeah. I, I bought his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and San Francisco is my, my, my second team. My f- second favorite That's team. That's right, because of your, uh, right. your cousin. My cousin played on them. Yeah. Uh, 49ers in uh, the early 80s. Got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, go Niners! <laughs> now he's selling cars? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's the... The, the coma mercury. Just like, like chemical acquiring cord, come on down to coma Ford. Mercury Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, I think he's a computer consultant. Oh, okay. In, well, I thought he was a car dealer. I'm sorry. It would work. I'm probably thinking of like Clay Matthews Chevy or something. <laughs> all those all those old football players from the 80s seem to open 
like car dealerships. Like Mike Pruitt has a a Honda dealership or something around That's here. Because hmm. I park behind a car sometimes at work, and he has the you know license plate holder that says Mike Pruitt Honda. I think it is. Hyundai or Honda? Honda. Okay. Hyundai. Did you say Hyundai? No. no I said Honda. Okay. <laughs> I said Honda. Okay. There's a. I was reading an interesting article about Kia. Remember how they used to buy one car, get one car free? Right. They had the, <laughs> yeah. those deals back in what the '90s or early 2000s. Even not that long, uh, not that long ago in the uh, 2010, they had one. My uh, one of my nieces or Penny's niece was about to become a driver. So this would have to be even later than that. And they were saying, well, we'll get one of those cues and get another car for free and give it to her. <laughs> yeah. And then it would explode. <laughs> right. It was, Kia was always at the very bottom of all the, you know, the ratings mm-hmm. and everything. Now they're at the very top. And it's because they brought in a guy from... Uh, Petco who brought in the very best hamsters <laughs> <laughs> to run on those wheels. Those I heard about hamsters. that. Hamsters. Yeah. You can see them in the commercials. <laughs> right. No, but he was from like a, he was from Audi, okay. and he came in and, and redesigned the cars, and now they're great cars apparently. Really and, good quality, huh? Yeah, I was reading it. I think in the latest issue of Popular Mechanics or something. How in my Kia Monthly magazine? In my, in my, <laughs> <laughs> it said they're very good, but they're owned by Hyundai. Yes, but they keep the two brands separate. Okay, so anyway, speaking of perfect seasons, Matt, you know the bronze went zero and sixteen. I have to tell you about. My perfect season. You have a perfect season? I do. Oh, I do. What, what was this? Back in 2007 at Member Health, uh, I was the athletic director of okay. our company. <laughs> so uh, I had started a bowling league. We started a golf league. And I said, let's have a, let's have a softball team. Okay. So we joined... Uh, a but you were the activities coordinator. I was. On the, the, I was. On the love boat. <laughs> I was like, Julie. You're Julie on the love boat. <laughs> so I, I put together a co-ed softball team. We joined a, a league in Maple Heights. And we're like, okay, this it's a Sunday recreational league. We're going to go there and have fun. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we show up, first game, and... We get there. We have our T-shirts, member health, the D squad, because it's all about Medicare Part D. Right. <laughs> One of the uh, people who designed the logos was like, are you sure you don't want it to say the D bags? <laughs> but I'm like, no, no, no. It could be the D squad. <laughs> but um, we showed up, and then the opposing team came in, the Lakeside Bulldogs. They had matching outfits, pants, stirrups, softball bags with their bats and everything all decked out with like logos i'm like oh no big guys all their girls were bigger than our guys <laughs> they they beat us like 25 to 2 the first game and you usually play a double header each week that week it was a there were seven teams so you played everybody th- there were eight teams so you played everybody three times for 21 games all right we went 0-21 on the season. And uh, I led the team in RBIs. This is how bad our team was. If I'm leading the team in RBIs, and I think it was six, <laughs> it, was, it was a bloodbath each week. We were mercy rolled 20 out of the 21 games. The one game we almost won, it was the last inning... We were ahead. 
you started with a one and zero count, um, and I was pitching, and I'm I have no business being out on the pitcher's mound, but our pitcher, who originally signed up to pitch, she hurt her knee. Like at the very beginning of the season, so she was out. I think she took a look at the team and said, <laughs> "She may out oh, my knee, my knee." <laughs> um. So if you walked a girl, it was alternating co-ed. So uh-huh. girl, boy, girl, boy. If you walked a girl, they automatically went to second base. Wait, the girls got to second base. The girls always got to second base if you walked them. <laughs> I walked. I walked somebody. They okay. went to second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked the next batter. It went first. I walked to somebody. They went to second. Mm -hmm. The girl who was on second tied. Mm -hmm. I managed to get two outs somewhere along the way. And then up came came a a fellow who may not have quite been with it, but they let him on the team. Mm -hmm. I'd struck him out three or four times earlier in the game. And... uh, I think he swung at pretty much anything I would throw. I didn't realize this until after the game that he might have been a little slow. <laughs> right. But they're yelling at him. And the name of this team we were playing was the Tidy Whiteys. <laughs> <laughs> they're yelling at him, do not swing at anything. Because I was, I was walking everyone. Right. So it's a 1-0 count. I pitch. He swings. He totally misses. And they're yelling, don't swing. I throw again. He he might have taken one. And then he swung again at some point. And they're like, don't swing at anything. He can't pitch. And sure <laughs> enough, I walk him. Uh-huh. And in comes the winning run. Oh. I thought you were going to tell me the story that the, that the simpleton <laughs> hits the ball really hard over the field, <laughs> over the fence. And they raise him up on their shoulders. And they carry him around the field. It was so humiliating. Oh, man. 0-21. That's awful. And, well, they had all the stats online, and I, I would provide a link for everyone to see how great we were. <laughs> um, but they took the stats down. I just checked this morning. They were up a few months ago, because every, every once in a while, if I'm feeling a little too cocky, uh-huh. I'll go check out that season to remind myself, just keep myself level-headed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um but I went up to the, we couldn't get three outs one game in an inning. And I went up to the, the score and I'm like, um, can we just like, can we do something about this? We can't, it was already 30 to three, uh-huh. I think. And it was the third inning maybe. And we couldn't get that third out. We knew we were going to be mercy ruled. We just yeah. wanted to go home. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what can we do? He's like, honestly, Scott, I've never seen a team this bad in our league. <laughs> oh God. So. The next season, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, let's get a softball team together. We're gonna be we we've got to be better." Uh-huh. You got a year underneath your belt. We, we do. You we, know the rules got... and how to play as a team a little bit, right? And I'm like, "Let's let's go to Twinsburg instead." Yeah, there's we... Maple Heights was very competitive. We yeah, we're, we're in the wrong league. There's lots of steroids in Maple Heights yeah. too. I think it was <laughs> there was something going on. People were jack jacking it over the fence like that first game with with those Holy big big crap. guys. I got I got drilled by a line drive in my in my calf uh-huh. that first game and my and another one went right past my head. Oh jeez! And I went to my eye doctor and said, "Should I get like a protection for my face or my eyes if I'm pitching?" He's like, "No, nah, you don't have to worry about that. You'll be fine." 
<laughs> I only have one good eye to begin with. I, I'm not sure if this... <laughs> Girls would dive out of the way. Our second baseman, Amanda, one was hit to her really hard, and she yelled and got out of the way of the ball instead of trying to stop it. Not this throwing is, her body to stop no. it. Throwing her body out of the way of the ball. I knew it was going to be a long season. Mm. So next year we went to Twinsburg. We're better, but we still finished like 0-8. <laughs> It, the season was not as long. Oh, well, it was only nice. one game a week for like two months. All right. We still didn't win a game. So your record really is 0-29. Yeah. Okay, and how about next season? It up. Oh, okay. <laughs> we hung up our cleats. My, my boss, he came to watch us once uh, play softball because we're representing the company. Uh-huh. He was standing there. I'll never forget. He was standing there just laughing at us. <laughs> Smoking a cigar. <laughs> I'm like, it was, it was, and I think that was a game where I couldn't pitch. Everything was a foot short. I don't know what was wrong. With, oh. There was something wrong with my arm. Okay. That game, too. I was walking everybody in that game. I, finally, I pulled myself out of the game. I'm like, Frank, you come in and pitch because I'm, I don't have it today. <laughs> I can't even get to the plate. <laughs> you know, I'm natural. This was. Ten years ago, two thousand seven. So, okay. what was I? Thirty six. All right. I don't know. I thought I thought I was something else. I thought I was the man. Yeah. But obviously, I've never quite had that. Well, sixty feet is pretty glory. far. <laughs> this was a softball. Oh. Field. I don't know if it's sixty feet or not. It might have been. I'm not well, sure what a regulation. So did was. you guys have a parade? Uh. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, all right. Well. <laughs> we had a parade down the hall of our of our office uh, of people resigning for <laughs> season three. Nope, Scott, <laughs> I'm doing in it. my office. Hey, there's sign up. There's sign up sheet at my office door. If anybody wants to come by and play softball next year, no. <laughs> I think you just had to find the right league. That's all that it was. Yeah, we had to keep progressing down, and eventually we would have hit that uh, third and fourth grade league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, how about your bowling league? How'd that go? Well, that was a lot better. That was that was only teams in the company. Oh, okay. so you know we had some really good bowlers. <clears throat> I was I was decent. I averaged like one fifty mm-hmm. a game, and I think we. I don't know if we ever won the league championship. We might have, or or I didn't pass out the plaques one year, and I have one for some reason. That. Could, <laughs> That could be. You just put your name <laughs> Someone on Someone moved, and I never sent them their plaque. Mm-hmm. So I do have one in my office, I think. Mm-hmm. So What was your other league that you did? We did a golf league oh, in okay. that I wasn't good at golf. Oh, all right. But it was fun. <laughs> as long as you had the fun. I think all it was is you just had to find the right league. It was all about you know building team spirit. And yes. I don't know if Owen 21 really. And now none of you talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them left. I think I'm the only one left in the building who uh, actually participated. In actually, no, there is another guy who who's there still, but he is he's beaten down. Oh, really? His spirit's broken. He has no he has no other options. Poor guy. So, have you ever played in the company league, or have you ever done like that corporate challenge? I don't know if this the county isn't quite a corporation, but you worked. In the private sector for a little bit, right? Right. Uh, for about <laughs> ten years, I was in consulting, and we only did golf leagues. I, I've never been a good golfer. I always was okay in whatever sport I was playing, 
but golf was just something that always just eluded me. The mechanics of it, I don't know what, it just never worked out. The the ball, I've actually hit a golf ball backwards. That's how bad I am. So I figured in consulting, your clients want to go out and play golf a lot. So I probably should get together and learn how to play the game. And there's always a scramble that, that's going on. And you always want to bring the clients that there was a, a real big push inside the company. Bring clients, make a scramble team, um, get them out there whenever you can. So I, I joined the golf league uh, just to, to get better and to understand how to play better. Um, I went in with uh, shooting 59.60 for nine holes. Uh, after the end of two seasons, I was averaging 65 or, for nine <laughs> holes. <laughs> It's all those tips people gave you. <laughs> it was, you know, you think for playing for two years, I would have improved somewhat. I got worse. Did you buy equipment and stuff? Like your own clubs? Uh, Penny actually got me, for get, for a gift, a, a set of clubs. Um, I don't remember what brand or what style. But I just, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you're playing and you take eight swings and you finally hit the ball. No. You, you, you take eight shots and they're all terrible and then you hit that, ninth shot and it goes straight or where where in your mind that keeps you coming back and you think okay i think i got it now and so you go up there and you swing it and you actually and i miss the ball (laughs) what the hell or you hit it 90 degrees from where you're standing um but one time my dad and i went to um is it sleepy hollow that's right on uh, brexville brexville yeah and we it just so happened that there was uh a callaway representative there with uh golf clubs and you could go in their driving range and hit them we just uh said let's try this and we we got up there and we're hitting with these very high dollar expensive clubs and every single shot was perfect just ping i'm thinking that i thought it was a a conspiracy that there was somebody underneath <laughs> that was shooting the ball underneath from where i was standing out straight because my ball was going 90 degrees so that I would buy those clubs. I've never hit so well as I, in, uh, as I did that day. And my dad was hitting well, too. And uh, at that point, I thought, well, maybe it is the equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I do have some really crappy stuff that uh, Penny got me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've, I've never never been good, and and I'm comfortable with that. So if I ever became president... I'm not going to be spending my weekends <laughs> playing golf ever. It costing the taxpayer $72 million or whatever. Right. Just just so I can get in 18 holes. Not going to happen. So vote coma 2024. You know, we went golfing. Uh, Dave, Ben, Mike, and I went mm-hmm. golfing uh, in the summer. And we did this. And then we had our fantasy football draft order spectacular right that day as well but it's like you said you hit that one shot that that keeps you coming back and saying okay i'll, I'll still golf i chipped in from probably uh 60 yards on the 17th hole <laughs> <laughs> it took that long for me to, to get worn i was having an awful day but uh it's that one shot and dave wasn't even looking he was looking for his ball dave Mike saw it. All right. Thank, thank goodness, Mike. Mike saw it. But uh, yeah, that's see, we're bad at golf, but fantasy football. We are the last two champions of the South Richfield Fantasy Football League. Well, how about that? 
We're really good at the stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, the four the four of us who were golfing that day, Dave, Mike, Ben, and I, were the final four this year in our football league this year. I call shenanigans. Fantasy Football League of America <laughs> If officials. you would have went golfing with us, maybe you would have done better and uh, defended I, your title. Uh, maybe I would have. I did terribly this year. But uh, maybe there was some sort of collusion that you four got together yeah. that you were coming up with. Yeah, yeah. this year was a terrible year for me. You know what it was? I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but how many leagues were you in this year? Um, Four. How did you do in the other three? Uh, I was hanging <laughs> on by my... Well, I was second place in one league. And... Um, and I just had a bad week. Just like Dave had with our league. Because Dave was crushing everybody, and I beat him in that in yeah, the chicken yeah, bowl. Yeah, right. You're right. Hey, congratulations. I don't know if our listeners from uh, the South Richfield podcast realize this, but you're sitting here listening to uh, fantasy football royalty. Scott Luther has won the South Richfield Fantasy Football League five out of 14 five times. out of 14 <laughs> five out of 14 times nearly w- over a third of all the championships have been won by this man right here now keep in mind that he makes up the rules as he goes along <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunity to craft these championships but still that takes dedication and a certain level of intelligence and deviousness that you just don't find in your common ordinary fellow <laughs> So congratulations, Scott. But does that say something about the quality of competition in the league? If I keep winning every three years or so, mm-hmm. someone at work I was telling him, he's like, I could win that league because you're 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 playing against you know sisters of the poor, and I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to defend myself. I'm like, we got we have people who know how to play fantasy football. I have a guy who plays in four different leagues. You know, so he... Except- well, and last year, I won three of the four leagues. Yeah. So, so. It, it all it, every year, I always come in with a certain strategy about what is in each one of those leagues I try to draft. Except this year, I was telling you about, I panicked in one of the leagues. <laughs> I did too. I, how'd you do in that league? I, I missed the playoffs. Oh, okay. I was, I was fourth, and the top four teams make the playoffs. I had the fourth best record. But they do it where it's the best record, and then the person with the most points, who's not in the playoffs, and then second best record, and then the second with those are the person wild cards. The, yeah. Okay. So I, I was like probably sixth or seventh in overall points. Okay. I was just, I just got lucky a couple of weeks winning. You know that league. I've never made the playoffs, and I think it's my third time I've done it. It's What's, an online one with where I know nobody. Okay. So, well, maybe your your coworker has a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had no success in this other league, but I, you know, as long as I'm the king of South Richard, <laughs> that's you know that's fine. Uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. There are guys in that in this league that do very well, uh, and like I said, I I've I, I did all right last year, but yeah, this you year won it. it. Yeah, this year it just it just wasn't there for me. Hey, Matt, I know uh, you get to Richfield Times, or you keep in touch with people? I have my thumb on the pulse of Richfield. I, I keep in touch with what's going on. Whenever I, I stop in at my parents, I'll see the Richfield Times sitting there. And when I'm uh, taking one of my morning evacuations, <laughs> I'll, I'll peruse. 
Find out what's happening in the grapevine. See what's happening on the streets. On the streets, in the grapevine. Yep. Those are two of the big features. Uh, well, the grapevine is. Mm-hmm. Even though Myrtle Hazlem, God rest her soul, she passed. She used to write the best mm-hmm. grapevine here and now. Here and now. Here. Column. Well, here and there, wasn't it? Here and, Maybe that was my parody of oh. here and there. <laughs> you guys were always in it. You and the butlers. <laughs> Well, that's because if you live like a half a mile away from Myrtle Hazlum, uh-huh. of course she's going to know what's going on. I in think she family. played favorites is what it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have like, there's there's 14 houses, Luther relatives on this street. All right. So, um, of course Myrtle's going to hear something that's... Oh, from all the chatter that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you read the uh, the story about Dan Emmett's yeah. granddaughter? Yeah. How interesting is that? She's going to start a hop farm. Did I, did I read? Am yeah. Am saying that right? Hops farm? Hops. Yeah. And she's going to sell to local breweries. Right. Um, so that's exciting. It's going to be cool to see a new thing go up uh, at the old Emmett farm. Yeah. She's a 2005 uh, Revere grad, you know, growing up in the whole area. And local girl's going to make good. Yeah. Revere grad Ashley Leonard and her husband, Bill. So that should be really neat. You know, best of luck to them on that. And she has this long-range plan. It's on like a, a 15-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be something to see. So when you head out that way, you can drop the kids off at Country Made for a little bit of ice cream, and then mom and dad go off and get a little bit of a little treats bit for of themselves. Hops. Yeah. Just give me a hop. Yeah. Well, I think she can have a brewery of her own too, isn't she? Uh, maybe. She better. <laughs> <laughs> we. We'll pass the word along. Maybe tell your dad, uh, hey, dad, hops is where is the future is. Yeah, maybe you could plant a, I mean, she did a, what, a half acre? She's starting She's, small, she said, yeah, to figure it out. Half acre of hops. I could do a half acre of hops here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have no vision. <laughs> <laughs> I envision having to mow all this, all this land. Well, <laughs> if you grow the land, you don't have to mow the land. Oh, that's true. And that kind of rhymes, so that means it is true. You need to get a fence to keep the cows out, though. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine the cows <laughs> taking all the hops? Mm. <laughs> More. <laughs> that could be some pretty good stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting reading the Richfield Times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have they used to have the police blotter. They don't really have that anymore. That's in the West Side Leader. I checked it out last night. Okay. Nothing Big's been going on. Somebody had some shelving stolen from their front porch uh, <laughs> that they left there for a contract, one hundred seven dollars. That's a significant amount. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of what they call porch pi- pirates now, with all the stuff being delivered by Amazon. Mm-hmm. You have people coming up to the porches and just stealing stuff right off the right off of them. It's a yeah. whole industry. So, the Richfield Times, did, did you read that article about the village council president, Roger Swan? <laughs> and it's his last meeting because he lost re-election this past fall. There were some accusations thrown during his very last meeting. His his grand growing off, going off party. Mm-hmm. The thank you for your service. The yeah. proclamation for his service by Councilman Andy Ellis in the nearly two men... In the nearly 90-minute of, what am I trying to say here? Session? Meeting. Meeting. (laughs) Ended with Swan saying that he was very thankful for having the privilege to serve the village council. 
Sometimes it's been difficult, Swan said. One of the problems I've had is with Mr. Cahoe. <laughs> he verbally threatened me and one time rode past my house in his truck and pretended to hit me. This has been going on for the last few weeks. If your purpose was to mess up my life, you succeeded. I say this publicly because this kind of thing, council, will have to put up with, or this is the kind of thing that council will have to put up. I won't anymore. I hope you apologize. Now, Cahoe is another council <laughs> member, is that right? Right. Okay. Cahoe responded, I don't believe any of that is true. I don't threaten anyone. Is that what he sounds <laughs> I, like? I don't know, but it, that, it sounds like <laughs> what somebody would say in this. At previous meetings, Cahoe has voted against Swan's request for council to discuss certain topics in executive session. So I got a feeling there's some bad blood here. This village, I mean, <clears throat> I think there's seven council members mm -hmm. for a town of 5,000 people. Or and it's actually, less than that. It's less than that because part of that's the township. Yeah. For for you listeners who don't know, so Richfield, as all townships were developed in Ohio in the Western Reserve, is a five by five. I think it's five by five square miles. So, uh, twenty five square mile township was was created, and then in nineteen sixty seven, they said we need to start collecting income tax from businesses in town because all the highways started going through Richfield and it became a big intersection. You have the Turnpike, yeah. you have Interstate 77 mm -hmm. and Interstate 271. It's a perfect place for trucking companies to to be located. To be located. Yeah. So because the logistics of it make it easy to travel east, west, north, south. Yep. Um, and we're pretty close to 71 as well. Well, yeah. you said 271. Yeah, so you're yeah. 271 goes through so you're 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 minutes from anywhere here in richfield <laughs> that's right but that, we have charming characters yes <laughs> minutes from anywhere a lifetime of memories <laughs> so in 1967 they decided to incorporate this long strip right down the middle of richfield and it became the village of richfield bounding 21 and he, pretty much right. along brexville road mm -hmm. and they could collect income tax from these trucking companies. In the meantime, the village residents were also township residents because the township was the unincorporated part and the village is the incorporated part. Mm -hmm. So when I was growing up back in the 70s and 80s, village residents could vote in the township election. So... And the village residents could run for township positions oh, right. because uh, there was a, a gentleman named Bob Hooper who lived in the village, and he was a township trustee with my dad back in the 80s. All right. And uh, eventually, there was a big push by some township residents to legally separate the township and the village. And that eventually passed and became two separate entities today. So okay. now, but it caused all kinds of issues because then you needed the township to get its own police department and have a different administrative building. Mm -hmm. They couldn't they couldn't use what was in the. It had to be located outside the village. Did they have to get their own fire department? It, they had to. <laughs> uh, 
all their public services had to be separate. So like trash collection and yep. all that sort of stuff had to be uh, negotiated, negotiated separately. separately. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of bad blood, I think, <laughs> occurred as a result of that separation. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. My dad was all for it. Okay. <laughs> so. Because he didn't want no highfalutin village residents telling well, them what fur about what happens out in the east and west half of the township. Well, right. right. And, and, you know, if you look at communities surrounding us, you've got Braxville North. Uh-huh. That's a city. Yeah. It used to be a township yeah. a long time ago. Um. It's You've a got natural evolution. No, Bath is still a township. Bath though. is a township. Completely, though, right? Copley's a township. Except Fairlawn has parts of Bath and Copley Township. All right. But it's a city. How about Highland? Uh, Hinkley's a township. Okay. I mean, a lot, most of, just northern Cuyahoga is pretty much the cities. Yeah. But you've got Peninsula and Boston. Well, Peninsula's Those, a village. Peninsula's a village and Boston's a township. township yeah. And Boston Heights is village Mm -hmm. it's kind of that's kind of weird (laughs) but um you know will richfield ever become a city um you would lose some of the character Mm -hmm. i guess and my dad you know being a a a farmer he would never really want to see that because of taxes i think would really go up yeah if that ever happened well, and the, I think a lot of residents moved to Richfield and have been raised in Richfield and wanted to, it to keep its character. Yeah, you know, there. What you got to wonder: what is the benefit of ultimately becoming a city? You're you're able to get different services and different state funding and be uh, able to get federal funding for different things. But with it comes all the things that you just described. There, mm-hmm. it where the only thing that I could see that would force Richfield to become a city is if another entity was encroaching in on the area that's you would do that to protect your your own borders and boundaries right. that's just not going to happen yeah we're in kind of a unique situation because we were bounded by medina county mm-hmm. so like hinkley is not going to become a city and start annexing i don't know if can you annex across county you can you can because mm-hmm. columbus look at columbus it's yeah the entire franklin county pretty yeah. much and part parts and, outside of, yeah yeah and then you got brexville and mm-hmm. they don't want any part of us <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're just they're they're mad that they have to share uh, mailing addresses with with Columbia part Road, of, part of Richfield Township, <laughs> right? Which they tried to get those guys Richfield addresses not too long ago. I think, and the postmaster said no. Oh, really? I I read about this in the Richfield Times. I in bet. the Richfield Times, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, so your parents have a Brexville mailing address, mm-hmm. and all those people on Dewey. Hey, how many, I don't know how many houses. Maybe uh, they've half dozen or so. In Richfield, they they built on Dewey on that section, the canal yeah. land there that got built upon um, over the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, um, yeah maybe half a dozen houses or so, or more. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, all the politics. So so back to this, <laughs> you got practically guys uh, pulling a, a Game of Thrones going on here <laughs> in the village. I mean, Richfield, is this the best we can do? Come on now. Yeah, a Cahoe always pays its debts. <laughs> I I don't know the winter gentleman. is coming. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but if he's doing stuff like this, it just says something. Yeah. I well, mean, come on. There was another person running for village in November, and at the end of our street, right by the corner of Brush and Broadview, there was a sign in somebody's front yard saying, "Don't vote for this guy." I don't remember his name. 
but there was a huge banner with spotlights on it. So if you're driving by at night, you can't miss it. Yeah, it says do not vote for this person. It and it said that he's going to do everything for himself. It was a it had a lot of information on it. So the guy came in dead last in the, <laughs> the election. But uh and then afterwards the guy with the banner in his front yard said thank you voters. <laughs> well, there was a little bad blood there too. <laughs> I I don't know who lives in that house, but uh you know, it's it's in prime prime real estate because it's right along Broadview Road right by the Giant Eagle. Yeah. So if you're driving by to go to the the only grocery store in town, uh you're you're going to see this this guy's sign saying don't vote for Joe Schmo. Uh-huh. But uh it worked. <laughs> Joe Schmo did not get elected. Yeah, and I'm. Oh, it was his name was Joe Campbell. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, and sorry. Sergeant uh, the Schmoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name was Joe Campbell, but uh, yeah. So, and you see the same people running for for village council. You see the same people in township council, township trustee positions. Mm-hmm. My dad being one of them, but nobody's, you know. Nobody else hardly, is stepping up. Nobody else is, yeah, nobody else is really running mm-hmm. for any of these positions. Well, I, I think as a longtime resident of Richfield and one who loves Richfield himself, you might consider throwing your many hats in the I ring, Scott. I'm not, I'm not uh, that power hungry, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. And I hate telling people no. Oh. So if uh, if someone said, we need a... We need a new park. I'd say, okay. That possum has to be cleaned up off my road. <laughs> no. Let me get my shovel. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there. I'll be right there with my shovel to get your possum uh, in front of you, springing down your your uh, property values. He's still alive, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there. Do you know that possums, uh, one possum can eat as many as a thousand ticks in a summer? Is that what they eat? That's their thing. Ticks? Ticks. Why make... are they eating ticks? I guess because they have them on them. <laughs> I mean, they hang out with they other possums. They pick them. They pick them. They... Yeah, possum. Possum? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Is that their main source of... No. Garbage cans, I think, is <laughs> their main source. At least at my house it is. Well, it's good that we got possums around then. Yeah. I, I Before, I didn't like it until I found out that possum eat ticks. Do they, like, first they walk through the brush and get the ticks, and then they, they get them off of each other? I think they probably go to a restaurant and order the ticks. <laughs> I don't know, Scott. <laughs> what are you asking me? Well, you me? brought it up. Well, I just thought it was, we just talked about possums. It was sort of the natural flow. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of our listeners can email it. Oh, we have a listener right now. Hey, listener, Rachel. Wade had a tick this past year. More of an emergency thing, but it might not be an emergency. Oh, we got an emergency. Go ahead. (laughs) Make sure it's recording. The um, the um, steam bath was leaking all over the floor. Oh. (laughs) In the basement, and I thought the water was going underneath the box of my space heater from college, but it has your some computer stuff in it now i think it's okay but remember when we found that one thing where we didn't think there was water damage yeah oh yeah i didn't know if you wanted to quickly go through i will do that after this podcast i didn't know how important (laughs) that stuff was we get interrupted by all kinds of of things 
Matt. Well, I didn't know how much emergency the computer just move, stuff was. No, that's an old computer. I have every computer since I was a boy. You still have the 386? I still have the 386 oh, in the basement. you got to take a picture you of that. That's one in the JCPenney bag. <laughs> that's, I, uh, that's not the 386. That's my one from my apartment, I think. I have, I probably have, I have a TI-99-4A. All right. That's in the garage. We had that. That's not hooked yeah. up, but. I can't find the adapter, so if you so if you one, have one, let me know. Talk to my brother. <laughs> the one in the JCPenney bag probably has all the emails on it. You know what means. Uh, the one in the JCPenney bag is from my apartment. No, no, no. Well, it could be. The, okay, thank you. Uh, I've got one that I built after Rachel and I got married. Okay. I've got another one. I've got like six or seven computers you've actually built this how about this one back here did you build this i built yeah i built this computer wow i i, I built that one too down there you know what i think we're re figuring out why you're not that great at softball <laughs> <laughs> this is a laptop here i did, did not you build, build this, this. Oh, no okay. i did not but yeah i guess uh we we had a power outage a few months a couple months ago there were high storms high winds that came through the area and uprooted trees and caused all kinds of problems and knocked the power out. No kidding. For a while. And ours was out for uh, probably about 20 hours. 20, well, do you guys lose power out here often? Not that often. Where my parents are um, on Columbia Road, it does seem like whenever there is a slight wind, <laughs> a slight gust in the breeze, you know, <laughs> it, they'll lose power. It seems like, so they must be on some sort of dead end that does not have some, yeah. some looping. Yeah, they're very prone to, to getting the, their power knocked out. Well, when our power went out, um, it was out all night. It went out like 5.30. We uh, headed down to the basement because it sounded awful outside. It sounded like maybe a tornado. But it turned out there was, I think a tornado touched on somewhere in the area. But there were lots of microbursts. Okay. And it just sounded like our house was going to come down. So we wow. headed down to the basement and the power went out. And um, it stayed out overnight. Now, in the morning, I probably should have... And it was raining the entire night. Mm -hmm. In the morning, I should have went downstairs and checked the basement out. Okay. I think I went downstairs and put the dog in his crate. But then uh, I went to work because there was no electricity here. I wasn't going to stick around. Right. And I had to work. It was a weekday. Let Rachel and the kids figure it out. Well, they had to go to school. So oh, they came... Okay. Everybody came home and yes. I got a call. The basement's flooded because our sump pump uh -oh. had no power yeah. for 20 hours, and it had been raining. And, you know, what happens around your foundation, the water starts creeping up, and it came from the walls. Right through the walls, huh? Yeah, from, you know, and it was, you know, like half quarter inch, half inch okay. across the whole basement. So anything cardboard mm. was soaked. Wade had taken his Nintendo DS downstairs and um, because he needed it when the power was out and we we're hiding from the tornado. <laughs> right. There were some stuffed animals on the floor that got a little wet. We didn't have a lot in cardboard, though. We lost a few books. Mm -hmm. But pretty much everything else was in plastic crates. So mm -hmm. that computer, I think, might be a little rusty. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but you're not going to fire it up anytime soon. No. And I need to, what I do need to do is get a backup. We have a backup sump pump, mm -hmm. but it's connected to the same power source. Uh, yeah. It's so you need a battery. A, I a need car a battery, battery backup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So now, I, in the city, the city folks, what they'll do is they'll have, in addition to a battery backup, or maybe in lieu of a battery backup, they'll have their water system tied into that, so okay. that the water system will run the the sump pump itself as soon as that power kicks out. Pretty clever, huh? Electricity works the same way, Scott. <laughs> Electricity, imagine, if you will, is just sort of a flow of electrons, just like a flow of water, coming in one side, spinning that little water wheel, and coming out the other side. And that's the motor that drives the stuff and makes it all happen. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you're here because, uh, you know, I I have no engineering degree. I hardly know about this stuff. I barely do. And and the one that I barely have is from the University of Toledo. It six years. Yeah, it did, six and a half. Well, was that, uh, did you get your graduate no, I got my geology degree at the same so, time. So okay, you were double you were double majoring. Oh yeah, but that's that's no excuse. And then did you get your graduate degree afterwards? Yeah, I went and got a master's degree, summa cum laude. I might add, I didn't do so great in the bachelor's, but <laughs> older and wiser, older and wiser, approached you it like a job. So all the down. all the kids that are listening out there, that is the key to success: is approaching your college career like it is a job, and finding somebody that has all the answers on the test. Yeah. Well, I think we're probably just up about where we need to be. I think so. Hey, by the way, everyone, brand new SouthRichfield.com website has been launched. It, uh, it'll have, I don't know, whatever we want to put on it. It'll ultimately have egg cream recipes. Egg cream? Uh, maple old fashions. Make mine an old fashioned. Make mine an old fashioned. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said that since that <laughs> podcast. You know, I went to a place and actually ordered an old-fashioned. Uh-huh. I thought, that's not that great. <laughs> Without the maple syrup. Oh, it didn't have the maple syrup. It didn't have that touch of panache or that panache that yeah, yeah. I had. So. But we'll have, a, we'll have some stuff on there. And if anybody wants to contribute to the website and write an article or, or something, let us know. You can email me or Facebook message. Mm-hmm. Uh, our email is southrichfield at gmail.com. Twitter account is... At South Richfield. Right. We're on Facebook, obviously. South Richfield. Uh-huh. And uh, on iTunes. That's right. If you go to iTunes, and we highly recommend going on iTunes, and, and if you'd be so kind, give us a five-star rating. It helps the South Richfield message get out there to other folks. Right. Who, <laughs> who, who, who South, need to hear uh, about yeah, what's happening you need to here. hear about this, these threatening messages from Village Council. <laughs> right. And uh, today it's a drive-by. Tomorrow, who knows? I don't know. Maybe someone will leave extra limbs in somebody else's yard for for pick. Oh, I, maybe without trimming, without making them face the right way. It could be the case. Because if they're not facing straight, I, I think they drive by right right by your house. They don't have time to deal with that sort of stuff. There's there's a whole lot of other limbs they need to pick up. Right. I was thinking dog poop in a bag. <laughs> but uh, right now uh, we've got. Oh. The Browns just fired head coach Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Tot- Tottenham Hotspur beat uh, Wimbledon three nothing. Anyway. Right now we have the top sports video games yes. on the website. So if you love sports video games, I went through my my memories mm-hmm. and I went all the way back to Atari Bowling. Oh, and you ranked the very all first the sports, sports games. Very first sports game I, if, if that's a sports game. So here's a challenge to the listeners out there: give us a list, top ten of this, that, or the other of your favorite this or your favorite that. 
send that in, and uh, you just might get lucky enough to be posted on the South Ridgefield webpage. Right. Yeah. If you want, send me a, a recent picture so I can put your photo next. <laughs> right. Next to your contribution. Or an old one, if it's in my case. <laughs> yeah, that might be better. In your I case. think so. Unless you get the wide angle. All right. Well, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, South Ridgefield. <laughs>